Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's work and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Rider. Also joining me is someone <laughs> cosplaying uh, Parshendi <laughs> is Evgeny. You know, I hadn't thought of that. Because you, you have the, the things in yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no now, now that I look at myself, as opposed to other times when I look at myself. Wait, this uh, isn't what you were planning on doing? <laughs> that, that wasn't no, your no, point? This was, no, this was, this was just a holiday thing. Um, in fact, I think it was your fiancé who suggested that. So oh, really? I figured, yeah, yeah hey, that's a, that's, that. that's a fun practical joke to do, even though the holidays are over. Yeah, yeah um, we're recording this after New Year's and we'll be out uh, two weeks after New Year's. So <laughs> I am so glad we're, we're on it. But yeah, no, uh, I think this is great. And you jingle. Uh, and I... <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So when the you're very spirit. angry, we'll know because you'll just be like jingling uh, furiously. Well, also, also, all my balls are going to fall off because they're not very stable right now. Argent's balls are not stable. All right. Also joining us is Grace. Hello, I'm Gator Girl on the forums. And also joining us for the first time is Marvin. Hi, I'm Paleo. Welcome. Yeah. Yes, we, we recently Thank made you. you staff and you are a wonderful human. So welcome. <laughs> and you. you also spent way too much money on podcast equipment. So here's <laughs> your reward. Yeah, I didn't spend any of the money. So yeah, they were Christmas presents. So great. Oh, well, even better. <laughs> well, then get out. You don't get a reward. <laughs> you get out of here. And I'm Chaos. And this week we're going to talk about Wobs from uh, the Starsight release, which uh, there's a lot of. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But first, before we do that, as Evgeny mentioned, I am now engaged and I wanted to share you my lovely story of uh, my proposal because Jess and I met uh, on the Coppermind because she edited a bunch of stuff and then we made our Coppermind staff. Then we started talking and we just never stopped talking ever. So that was that was fun. So last year we went on a really fancy date where we got like into a, uh, I got into a suit, she got into a fancy dress, and we went to a fancy restaurant on New Year's. So we did the same thing this time, uh, and I'm like, okay, it's got to be copper mindy and nerdy. So I'm gonna edit the copper mind main page with the proposal. But the thing is, is I I didn't quite know how to like get the online part with in-person part. So what I did, she and I, we blab about Coppermind edits all the time. Where it's like, oh, can you, can you believe this happened? Can you believe this happened? And it's like, what do you think about this edit? What do you think about this edit? So, so I go to the bathroom and, I, and then I like save the edit. And I needed to turn off my Wi-Fi hotspot because she doesn't have an American SIM card. Because I knew it, as soon as I go to the bathroom, she'll immediately go to her phone and check Coppermind recent changes. I'm like, no, you can't do that. No. So I turned off her Wi-Fi hotspot so she couldn't do that. Uh, and so I go that back. That rise up any red flags on her Well, part. she figured that the bathroom was just too far away, but she did have a suspicion that the proposal was going to happen because apparently I was nervous the whole day. <laughs> just, just terrified the whole day. What do you mean that's not a relaxing experience for you. It was not. It was not. We talk about everything, so planning like a surprise is 
hard. I mean, we, we talked about being engaged, so that was not a problem. So mm-hmm. I sat down, we talked about how amazing she is uh, because she is amazing, perfect, nerdy, and uh, gorgeous. She's just the best. And then in the middle of that, I'm like, Hey, I saw this great edit on the cover, of mine, <laughs> which is is pretty standard for for us to to do. But she would later say, "Like, you know, that was a pretty hard right, right turn there." And so I get out my phone and show her the edited page, and she like looked at it, looked at the cover, of my main page, and I, I had a uh, a top quote that was lovey, and she's like, "There shouldn't be a top quote on the." Cover of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like Jess she's like who did this I'm like Jess read just like read the next sentence she's like oh oh <laughs> and, and so it, it worked out really nice uh, respect and the fact that that was her first reaction I know it, it was literally why her, she's perfect for you I, it really is and I, I remember uh, later she edited a response in the proposal there and uh mm-hmm. She was typing her response, and meanwhile, as she did this, uh, she was like patrolling other Coppermind edits and like reverting some edits. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that shouldn't be there. That should be there. So that that's just how dedicated she is. But gotta thank Brandon because uh, without Brandon, I would never have met the love of my life because she's Australian, and so I literally never would have had any reason to contact her. So maybe you could have met on the. Um King Killer Wiki? Uh, I mean, she hasn't even read book two of that, and I'm like, yeah, you probably, might as well wait till book three not. comes out. <laughs> it's like, you might as well. Yeah, but then she's never going to read the series. <clears throat> hey, oh, hey! Uh, oh, something. <laughs> so that, that was my uh, lovely holiday, and so uh, people on Reddit were requesting uh, a summary uh, and people were like oh man it was a four hour response uh, of hers I'm like we were in person she said it to me in person she didn't like edit it right there I had time to prepare my words and she was uh, very, very overwhelmed so uh, she it took her a while to figure out what she wanted to write which ended up being like a sentence so scene but, period but it, but it took her like a half hour to write that sentence actually later but a really lovely quote from Sazed so yeah see actually the fun story about that Sazed quote that she put there is that at Matt's wedding Matt's been on the podcast and I went to his wedding and he had his pastor actually read that quote from Sazed <laughs> about the lock and key and how they fit together I'm like oh yeah Cosmere wedding so on mine I'm like well because that was already used before. I can't do that. So I have to find something else. Like, yeah. and then I'm like looking at Dalinar Navani's wedding. I'm like, oh, there's nothing good for this. Here. <laughs> like, that doesn't work at all. So I, I eventually came up with something. But So that was my fun time. So it was lovely. Uh, she'll be here eventually. Uh, but her Australian internet is too terrible to be on this show. So <sighs> all right. Let's talk about what has happened in... The Starsight release. There was no Starsight tour, so unlike the previous year where we had five episodes of Skyward Tour words of Brandon, we don't have that oh this God. time. Yeah. There is some other news. Oh yes. yeah. There's some like very other Oh big yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta talk about happened. that first. Sorry, I got distracted with uh, my uh, th- this 
the other news actually happened the same day as uh, the day I proposed. So, uh, Brandon finished the rough draft of Stormlight 4. Whoa. Yeah. Woo. He trudged through like uh, 19,000 words. Yeah. 19,000 yeah. words in 13 hours as yeah. my newsfeed and Reddit and Twitter and Tumblr mm. keep informing me on a daily basis. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally every day somebody's like, memes about 19,000 words in, th- in 13 hours. He really doesn't do that often, but just for endings. No. Mm. And Brandon said, man, mm-hmm. it's so exciting to get to write some scenes that I've been planning since 2001. So I'm pretty hyped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's big. Yeah, like apparently the Wit epilogue is, thing, is something he's planned for a really long time. And watch out for the shameful ribbon. <laughs> oh yeah, the shameful ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So at at one point in the whole, like, I don't remember if it was Twitter or Reddit, but somebody asked, like, how can we tell in book where you are at this exact moment? And he said to look out for a shameful ribbon. I mean, if that's not, like, cut or rewritten. Yeah, Yeah, assuming it's not cut. Though since he said it, I think there's a higher chance he'll keep it. Yeah. I'd say it's so. still, there's still a chance it could so be theory, cut. So theory, Vivenna is in mm-hmm. the end, and there's a ribbon that she awakened, and it's very shameful for reasons. Uh, it's Bayon with the ribbon of sand. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sand. <laughs> <laughs> Kenton's here, and he's like, "Hey, how's it going, guys?" <laughs> I heard you guys have Fabrials, so I wanted to make a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> light weaving, light weaving a boombox because it can do both sound yeah. and light. So easy. Yeah. So he did that. And uh, so now we'll talk about uh, the words of Brandon. And uh, he read a Eshenai flashback. I think he's decided to do a combo of Eshenai and Venli flashbacks, which I know we talked about on an earlier episode. I think great idea. That sounds fantastic. And uh, there's not really, to be honest, that much in this Eshenai chapter, which was really more Brandon trying to get Eshenai's voice again. So mm-hmm. wasn't it was it was more of a tone thing than something yeah. we we'll actually see yeah. in the book. But uh was there anything interesting to talk about um, in this? There was one thing I noticed now. This does have the caveat that uh all of this could be wrong continuity wise oh, and right, could get yeah, totally too, changed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Eshenai does say in this flashback that the war camps at least she believes were created by singers. I think it's interesting. That is actually really mm-hmm. interesting, considering uh, we thought that it was a satellite city of uh, Stormseat, right? Mm-hmm. That's the previous theory that I think Shalon had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that doesn't need to be true. No, no, it doesn't. Nice <laughs> 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 <By> jingling, Arjun. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going to be incredible. <laughs> so yeah, that that is interesting. If they were ancient singer cities, then that would. I just want to know ancient Natanaton history. Like that sounds incredible, right? Don't don't we know that wasn't it built by Queen Saw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all we need, right? She 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 slept with the moon. It's easy. Um, that's canonical. It is it is interesting. To consider that, I mean, Stormseat was a human city, like we know that. Um, yes. And while we don't have the details of when exactly it fell, um, 
we assume it was during the same thing that shattered the planes, right? Yeah. I would think that yeah. is a good probability. <laughs> that seems like a sensible time for uh, the <laughs> kingdom to break. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense for it the city to have fallen first, because then why would why would they bother shattering the planes? Yeah, right. And it doesn't make sense for the city to survive after that. <laughs> well, but but we also we also know that according to the singer to the listener songs, um, it was the humans who did the who messed up the planes. Well, it wasn't All the singer. Gods. It was not sure. our gods. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's obviously a dawn shard. Stormseed <laughs> could have been built by. It could have been a dawn city, though, that yeah. the humans later mm-hmm. inhabited. So, like, okay, that, that's, I think that's, that's possible. Because, yeah. presumably, like, all the Dawn cities were, used to be ancient singer things that the humans just later inhabited and put their own buildings there. So, I the mosaic fair. map we have for Stormsea is not symmetrical. It is, like, not. in any way. Hmm. So, Roshar is, like, symmetry. So, if it was, was symmetrical, I think that would have been reflected. Hmm makes it like less likely in my mind that it is actually a Dawn City, like Kolinar or Thalen City. And it is also not brought up as one of the examples that Capsel mentions yeah. all the way in book one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's interesting because uh symmetry is definitely like Voran stuff and presumably like honor influence. Hard mm-hmm. to say what the Dawn singers felt about that, right? With the symmetry, because asymmetry is of odium, right? So with you saying it n- is not symmetrical, I'm like, well, that is evidence that it's actually more singery than humanity. Well, but here's the thing. So if the Dawn cities were originally singer cities, and, and we, we keep tossing this idea around um, that they, they sang the cities into existence in some way using the using the surges sure okay um and because of what we've seen with the demonstration with like the reason when you do the the somatics thing the Mm -hmm. reason you get symmetric shapes um is is just because of how the how the the vibrations and the sound waves work Mm -hmm. and so that symmetry there is not necessarily of honor or of cultivation or of odium, or not of odium. Or yeah, whatever. sure. That's, that's it is, it yeah, is just sure. it is just because how the natural forces work. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah, and it's like singers are very associated with sound and the rhythm. Very, very true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's the sound of Roshar itself, or something. I don't know. Yeah. True. Rereading the paragraph with the like the, where she mentions the camps, uh, camps uh, she says that uh, yes, listeners, co- listeners could create mighty walls. I assume she just talks about the singers as a listener because she is a listener. Because she doesn't know but, the difference at that yeah, time. But what if she does and actually the, the camps were created by the last legion, like when they were still bigger or more people? I think that's and, possible. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as the war happened... Mm. They were pushed or decided to yeah. like 
move to a more defensible position, which was the middle of the plains. Yeah, we know that like uh, she or somewhere it's mentioned that like they inhabited more of the plains uh, beforehand. Yeah, yep. so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's an interesting idea, though, just mm. that the sh- shattered plains could have been shattered first and then the last legion yep. built the camps after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that is totally mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think it is, yeah. Like from summary, really like it sounds like the camps are relatively um, well inhabited. Like she says that they have all ten camps, so mm-hmm. that would fit that they traded them specifically for themselves. Like, and un- the unless are, they moved there, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the camps are like right at the edge of the plains, mm-hmm. so it does seem kind of weird that there would just so happen to be ten. Cities like small cities, right where the shattered planes stopped, if they were built before. Yeah, and it's like they're like in a curving line mm-hmm. along the border. Yeah, which sure. like that that is suspicious. <laughs> I like that. It's very suspicious. I, I, I'm always yeah, always suspicious of curved lines. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, curved I'll, lines I'll, are a vodium. I like how we're like, oh, there's nothing in this too much before the show. And I was like, what about this one line? What about the history of Natanaton? We should do a Natanaton podcast, but there's not that much there. Uh, one other line that I found interesting was they would sit by the fire and complain that she was stealing cultivation secrets away. And, you know, just mentioning cultivation is always yeah. interesting. Who knows if that'll be edited out, of course. This yeah. this entire scene might not even be here. That's true. I think oh, and there, is an odd, there is an odd-colored Kremlin, which Bren later said might be interesting, but like... Uh, any odd-colored Kremlin yeah, exactly. people should yeah. take notice of. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's do some wobs. We, we got to crank through some wobs here. Mm-hmm. So All right. This first one, the questioner asks... What would happen if Azure's sword was wielded against Nightblood? To which Brandon answers, if Azure's sword was wielded against Nightblood, terrible things would happen. <laughs> but Nightblood would be the stronger of the pair. So What? What terrible things could this be? Also, we should probably go into wob mode, huh? That'd probably be good. Yes, we should. Uh, probably. Yeah. Ripping uh, the hole through the realms. I don't know. But why? That like a shard blade can like kill a spren. Uh this is just Kind of like a spren in the physical as a sword, right? Yeah. Like, I, what, what sort of terrible things could even happen? This doesn't seem that exotic. I don't know why that comes to my mind, but have any of you played uh, the game Death Stranding? No, but I've no, read but Ben. ben. Yeah. I've read Ben <laughs> talk about the game, and it sounds insane. Yeah, yeah, it is. I haven't played too much yet because I haven't. Time, but yeah, it's really good. But anyways, there are these events called void outs, and it's just like these massive explosions where like entire cities are an- annihilated like in an instant. And it happens if like two uh, in the game is sort of opposing. It's like antimatter and matter collide. Like I, that image sort of comes to my mind when I read that. Like that's the terrible thing that would happen. It would just an- annihilate the entire. I don't know. Huh, that's continent. interesting to think about. Nightblood is an invested black hole, sort of ish, versus what theoretically Nightblood should have been. (laughs) We don't know if, like, 
Azure's Blade consumes investiture. But I feel like if you had two things that consume investiture against each other, and they're they both start consuming the other, like yeah, eventually Nightblood would win. But like that interplay of like consumption could be very I very. I think bad. we know that when Azure's Blade hits someone. It's not just their limbs turn gray or like uh, cut off, like with a yeah. sharp blade. Uh, the whole person mm -hmm. turns gray. Like, so there's a little bit of investiture consumption, maybe. Okay. Uh, maybe it's just more of a personal, terrible thing. Like, hmm. uh, Nightblood has like an existential crisis or something. Like, this is what I was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never read too much into this wob. Um, mm -hmm. Like I, I, I see why you guys are having that discussion, but to me, Brandon's words, like the first half of his answer doesn't really mean anything to me. It just seems like fluff. And and the meat of it is, well, Nightblood is stronger. I mean, it's very reasonable that they just both die. Ultimately, like most things that happen with Nightblood are terrible things. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. That's fair. That is a fair and accurate point uh somebody asks whether bavadin's avatars are inaudible which is if only a they, weird... they had a boombox <laughs> then they could then they could make it audible again to clarify this is means we like we couldn't hear the question well enough now, yeah then. that is true yeah it's not that um, the, it was actually saying and, and brandon says um one of bavadin's avatars uh questioner clarifies of those avatars are some or all of them actual splinters of autonomy? Oh boy. Brent says, the terminology gets kind of tricky here. In Cosmere terms, some would say that counts as splinters. Some would say not. The avatars aren't necessarily aware, but Bavadin always is. A lot of What's people in the Cosmere would call that a splinter. Okay. Follow-up from the questioner. My follow-up to that would be, is it possible for a person to ascend and become a vessel of one of those splinters? That's plausible, says Brandon. Yes, it could happen. It would be tough because they will have personalities of their own, and so something would need to happen. Huh. Now, I haven't checked, and so I don't know. But I did ask, like, somebody, somebody was asking for questions in the Discord. Uh huh. Um, and I and I workshopped an idea with them. I had a theory. No, we talked about this in a previous. Episode. We talked about this, and I'm yeah. So so I th I think it was Pod who was asking for questions, and I gave him mine, which was, hey, I have this theory that avatars are like yeah. vessels, but for for splinters. Yeah, and so we we have that wob as well. Pod asked. The combination of a shard and its vessel leads to sapient mind with access to a virtually infinite pool of investiture. Are avatars the product of a similar combination and of a mind and a pool of investiture, only on a smaller scale with less power? Brandon responded, I would say that is an accurate representation of what an avatar is. It's not the only way, but it is inaccurate. Some avatars are that. I would say that's the standard. Okay. Interesting. So that second question is one that I asked Pod to ask on my behalf because I've talked on a previous, I think it was in the um, Avatars 
yeah. and autonomy episode. The autonomy that I, episode, that I, yeah. But I postulated pretty much the same theory, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and so these two go together. Can, can we talk about what this sentence Brandon said was? <laughs> the previous sentences, in Cosmere terms, some would say that that counts as splinters. Some would say not. The avatars aren't necessarily aware, but Bavadin always is. What does that sentence mean? Well, I think that means that not all avatars are sapient. Mm-hmm. Like how not all Spren are sapient. Oh, that the avatars the Avidin, are themselves like, always aware. aware of her avatars. Like yeah, as soon as an avatar even... becomes an avatar, he's like, she like she knows. Like she is aware of that power. And I think it's not necessarily that the avatars are sapient or sentient, but that they simply don't know that they're simply an avatar. Like they're not as much as a part of the hive mind as say, let's mm-hmm. say like Patchy clearly was aware that she, or at least that she's an entity connected to autonomy. I'd say like, okay. So yeah, that's a good point. The avatars and, don't need to be aware of. Yeah, exactly. The others that they're avatar. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a really good point. Or and, at least that they are in a collection of these other things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which which and does like, work they might with not necessarily even know like autonomy exists. Perhaps. Yeah. And we have had uh, an older but still recent wob that confirms that the moment an avatar comes into existence, um, Bavadin becomes aware of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that part's new. Uh, and uh, sort of in reverse, that if Bavadin becomes aware of some of uh, their investiture, they m- will often turn it, or they might turn it into an uh, avatar. Like that was what what uh, what was. Is what happened with uh, Patchy, for instance. Sure, yeah. yeah. I find it interesting that it's ah these in-world things. Uh, some would call it a splinter. It's like ah, great. Can't write. Wait to rewrite the splinter and sliver articles on the wiki from our ancient mobs to what we know now, and it's just so muddy at this stage. Just, yeah. just make make those articles like bullet points of things that we know for a fact. Ah, and, great! Everyone loves articles that are lists, and and don't don't bother trying to connect them into a cohesive uh, whole because who knows what that hole is. Yeah, try to scream on top uh, at the top. Uh, this point, uh, this topic is very um, is a great point of contention for Cosmere scholars, something like that. Like for so, Brandon isn't with, sure what to call say. this. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon can't make up his mind. Brandon can't there make are, up his mm, mind. There are people in the Cosmere who believe that. Great. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I think it's interesting that, uh, that this is the standard way. Mm. Uh, that a mind and a pool of investiture. Uh, mm. But I also find that interesting because the first question is like, hey, is it possible for the person to ascend and become a vessel of the splinter? But Brandon's like, those, they would already have personalities. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which um, is somewhat contradictory. Maybe there's the distinction between like a sentient avatar and a non-sentient one. Like, there can be one that just is like a blob of power and sort of that patch is, uh, that autonomy is aware of. But, um, and that is something of uh, one a person could ascend to. And there's then things like Patchy that are 
sentient blobs of investiture. Huh. Sort of. I wonder I wonder if becoming an avatar is like if becoming a vessel for an avatar is even more like being a vessel than than being a vessel of a shard. So like if you are the vessel of a shard, it's to an extent a symbiotic process. Like the shard naturally tries to to overwrite you with itself. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of become the shard. But I wonder if being a vessel for an avatar is more like like you're being scooped out and emptied out. And and now this maybe splinter, maybe blob of power is like coming in and and just wearing you um as as a set of clothing. So kind of like possession, but not <laughs> since like we don't know like the exact mechanics of how an avatar is formed. Like mm-hmm. there might be an element of human sacrifice involved. <laughs> Where, well, not like formally, but like you give yourself to the power or uh, autonomy. autonomy like, just grabs you, yeah. useful. I am going to pluck out your mind and soul and use it as like the framework for this avatar I'm making. I and so, like, think that's possible. And so, like, is, is that technically being a vessel or is like because it's not just... like that person is then ascending, like, it's a very different process yes. like, i'm taking yeah. your framework and i'm making you into something new yeah. mm-hmm. maybe it's nice. not turning someone in some into something new maybe autonomy can just like sort of copy their spirit web and uh, plug it onto investiture mm-hmm. like just so she needs a template to build an avatar but she doesn't necessarily have to consume the template if that makes sense. Yeah, but then but like, I don't think the person or the being like yeah, be of course. Yeah, then. So then it's a question whether you really ascend then or whether it's just like you. I would say that that is not ascension yeah. at all. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is, in my mind, on one end you have like a Nahal bond, and on the other end you have Shardic ascension, and avatars are somewhere in the middle. With in terms of like power and perhaps also with how the mind and the power combine. Mm-hmm. So the power I think is is obvious to me, right? Mm-hmm. So with with the shard, you get all the power yeah. with the hell bond. The power is still the sprens, but you can you can get that. And so if you are an avatar, you get more power than you would like. You get more direct control over the power than you would with a spren. I don't see how the how the other half of that works necessarily because with with an hell bond it's it's a symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. right and with a shard it's an almost complete it's not an override but it's a it's a the power is shaping you in a very yeah. extreme way and, and you, you can you can resist but the power is still like the big mm-hmm. the big player question yes when you ascend to a shard, your body dissolves. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Do we, th- and like some people have called that like the mist point where it's like, 
yeah, yeah. Because it's like, um, Vin like started leaking mist and then like yeah, she yeah, poofed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we think? Like yeah. Um, being in Avatar is beyond the mist point. Do you lose your physical form, or could you be like a person walking around and an avatar? I was really hoping you wouldn't ask that question. <laughs> I think that's why I'm here to ask the questions that annoy you. It would fit more with the like the classical definition of an avatar because it's sort of like you're just a a, a conduit for the power, like a a representation of it rather than the power. Like that would actually make me hate the term much less. (laughs) One thing that I keep coming back to, which is related to this, is obviously troll. Yeah. Mm Because it, it so it, it feels like we're we're narrowing down on who trail is and what trail is, right? We have all the way back um, <laughs> on Taldane, this person who is seemingly just a, a stonemason or a or a like a stone worker. I don't think at that point he's anyone special. Yeah, I agree. And then we move forward several hundreds, maybe thousands of years. And now we have a DT on schedule. And I, and I, it, it is inconceivable to me that they are unrelated. Yes. Can we it read has, the next one? Wow. Yes, we should read the next one. Wow. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, so the question asks in volume two of White Sand, uh, there's a character, character named Trell. Is that intentional? And Brennan answered, yes, that is intentional, but the connections are a little more obtuse uh, than we may be expecting. So that's sure. it. <laughs> so I read that and I think, so Trell is probably not a vessel in the way that we classically think of it. I agree. How, how do we classically we think of well, vessels as vessels like of shards? Like a person yeah. absorbing a bunch of investiture and then they okay. can control it, right? That, that, like, like what Vin did. Okay. I do not think that that is what's happening there. I like the idea of needing, maybe needing some template. Mm-hmm. In this first trail, the foreman is concerned. We had a relatively the warp itself is old, but um, somebody recently revealed on Reddit that uh, he asked Brandon like a few years back whether uh, the foreman or trail the foreman was directly related to the um, thing on schedule, and the answer was yes. So there's although also like mm-hmm. that is even stronger than this what uh, warp. So okay. Yeah, it, it it just feels like he's an avatar. Yeah, but and, the, if the I, connection is more obtuse, then maybe that fits with the idea of like autonomy just snatching trail the foreman and forcing him to become an avatar. Like he didn't ascend in the classical sense, right? Like, but like his mind is used as a template yeah, for the power mm-hmm. to build this avatar. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking that like. Maybe the the personality of the original mortal trail is either gone or like super minimized or erased or something like that. It's not necessarily like it forms the bedrock of the avatar. The original human would have to have some sort of effect on the avatar as created, but sure. it it's not really him anymore. It's like a copy. I, eh, like a spiritual like a, copy like a foundation 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah, yeah, foundation yeah. more than a copy. So, so yeah. it's a it's the avatar has its own personality and its own motives mm-hmm. and its own agenda and whatever, but it's still true like it still has something of the original trail. Let's say memories, mm-hmm. for so, example. Possibly. Sorry, let me rephrase what I mean by copy. I mean cause cause you're right. I'm imagining like you take the spirit web and the soul of the original, you copy that, but then you build on top of that. So it mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I'm not even saying, like, you copy it. You take the original and you start ripping it apart and inserting. Like, she uses... Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, Del's fine. actual spirit web as the foundation. Okay. Like, which, like, she kills Trell as he was. Essentially, to, to make a, like, not literally, but, like, spiritually spiking out the part she wants mm. into the... In pushing it into mm-hmm. the power. And maybe that sort of is required for her to... Even uh, like she could create an avatar without a template, and but that would just be like a non-sapient a dumb, one. Yeah, a non-sapient dumb uh, like blob of messenger. But mm-hmm. if she ca- or if she takes some template and turns that into an avatar, she can then imbue it with like um, a mission. Like for example, mm-hmm. for Trell, go to Skadrill and like invade it for me. Maybe that's yeah. like she has to take. An existing spirit web because she's not powerful enough or doesn't know, or maybe it's just simply impossible to create something entirely new. Or if she does use a template, like she has more control over mm. the mind that develops. Like, yeah. like yes, investiture on its own will like develop its own mm. mind, but the personality that develops might not want to do what she needs it to do. What? Sure. So, like she doesn't necessarily want to take that gamble. It's like. Oh, I could spin off this piece of investiture. Will it? When do children ever do what their parents <laughs> want them to do? Mm-hmm. What was the phrasing of like we we imbued with her a dislike of you in the letter yeah. to Void or something so, like, like that? There is definitely evidence of that. She's yeah. been instilled, yeah, with a strong dislike. Mm-hmm. So that definitely sounds like she's designing a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I would have gone the exact opposite direction, actually, Ian. I would have said Autonomy Bavadin would probably prefer avatars over just essentially Splinter, right? If you, if, if you are building, quote, I'm, I'm using a lot of air quotes here with these words. <laughs> if, if you're building an avatar without a vessel, then that's just a Splinter. Then I would have seen that as like just an extension of... Bavadin, which mm-hmm. is not very autonomous, is just like an extra limb. I don't think we understand fully what Bavadin's opinion of autonomy well, is. Yeah, well, no, yeah, no, true, we don't. True, 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 don't. Uh, people have argued that point back and forth. It's just like, mm. oh, like it's a gray area when it comes mm. to it is. what is autonomy. Oh boy, what yeah, is autonomy. What is self? But but but, but circling circling back to trail a little bit. I think if we think as if we think of the 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 avatar vessels as a foundation or a bedrock for mm-hmm. the entire avatar, then I think it makes a lot of sense that the religion that evolved around Trell on Scadrial had so many callbacks to Taldane. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> because some of some of those memories would have carried over not necessarily in their purest form, but as ideas. Uh, and especially we know that religions morph like throughout time into 
the idea carries forward, but the facts are often lost. Sure. I, I, I'm just very skeptical that original, like, classical Scadrial Trell was, like, this avatar. Like, I think that that part is a that, coincidence. That is a weird aspect to this. Because I, I just don't think those timelines match. I don't mm. think White Sand is that much earlier than Mistborn mm. by, like, several thousand years. Yeah, that's tricky. For, like, we, the Nelazon, like, v- culture and religion to evolve. We don't know how long, like, nowadays, new religions spring up relatively fast, I'd say. Like, mm-hmm. there are some that are less than 50 years old, maybe. So, mm-hmm. like, depends on, like, it could have been, but, yeah, it's it's really difficult to match up the timelines. Or um, White Sand would have to be, have been really early. But Yeah. And then, like, oh. the fact that preservation and ruin make zero mm-hmm. mention mm-hmm. that another shard is edging in on their territory. Yeah. Like, I think that would have been, like, a very, like, important topic. <laughs> I posit that autonomy in the past used future sight and saw a possibility, went into Scradrial, made one tiny little change to this like maybe you created this religion left without anyone noticing and it wasn't necessarily a this is going to be useful but it could be useful in the future i like i mean <laughs> i don't hate it like there, it, it's put a i don't want to like it as much as i do like put a little seed there and then <laughs> see if it does grow into something useful and so ruin and preservation wouldn't really notice because it's too minor maybe to maybe maybe she sent a small group of like a few people there and while ruin and preservation weren't looking they went through the pits of hessen and like build a colony on oh, yeah the pits yeah, didn't exist t- taldane yeah, world hoppers yeah yeah, who really <sighs> liked this craftsman? <laughs> wasn't even born yet. <laughs> he will have been born in the spiritual realm, so all it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. There is also nailed like, it. <laughs> the interesting dichotomy of Nalt, yeah, yeah. from that religion. Yeah. <sighs> like. For all we know, there is a guy on Taldane named Nalt, and another possibility was that he was the template for the Avatar. Yeah, but like autonomy is very associated with this, or the the Sand Lord, I think, is associated with the sun. Yep. So it's like that, like the the Nelazon didn't like the sun, (laughs) which is the stand-in for autonomy. They liked Nalt, and not they they liked Trell. So it's like that whole thing is just confusing i can't wait for some more books to shed light on this because we the more we talk about it's like wow this is uh the weeds Mm -hmm. in in fact how about we move past uh some of the weeds and talk about some other weeds oh god please (laughs) different weeds so this questioner asks so cell investiture has been pushed into the cognitive realm threnody has it seemed something similar brandon it has not seen, okay, yes, something similar, it would count. Something similar, yes. Questioner, so if that's the case, what would happen if you were to push investiture into the physical realm? Brandon, it generally manifests either as a solid liquid or gas, which we knew. Questioner, mm-hmm. I thought about that. I was like, we've seen that, but it seemed like a concentrated form. What if you did that for a whole shard? 
Brandon, that would probably have disastrous effects. Questioner, that's why I was thinking for Threnody, but if it hasn't been that, then something else happened. Brandon, it hasn't been that, something else happened. So, a few interesting things that if you push mm-hmm. an entire shard into the physical, that's really bad. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. That's really interesting, though. Like, I mm. love... I've never thought of this concept before, and now I'm in complete love with it. <laughs> it's like... It would it would matter where you did it. Because, mm-hmm. like... Because well, it would as, make as... it in a lot of, of matter. Yeah, imagine... <laughs> so if you did it on a planet, that would be very, very bad if you create another whole planet's worth of matter or potentially more okay but that, that's kind of a boring explanation though isn't it uh, the cognitive anomaly uh, anomaly on Nalthus is where endowment temporarily left the spiritual realm. By, by the way uh, there were a number of questions on the cognitive anomaly which i did not yeah. include because they were all raffled and one part was just oh, like no. everything about the cognitive anomalies are raffled that's what Brandon it's a said. hard raffle yeah. <laughs> It exists to torture us for yeah, the exactly. next 10 years. Yeah. Vax 2.0. Yeah. Just, I think, to put it into some context, so isn't Scadrial like, made of ruin and preservation investiture, basically? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, That's sure. an entire planet already, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and they, like they got more to spare. They got plenty yeah. more to spare, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I have a question on Brandon saying that Threnody something similar happened. Like the investiture <laughs> pushing in the cognitive. So like maybe that's a tenuous bond. I don't know how in depth we can talk about that. Like what does that mean? So what happened on Cell was that there were two shards there mm-hmm. and they got splintered and all or at least most of their investiture Got sh- got squished together mm-hmm. and shoved into the cognitive realm, mm-hmm. yes. where it is now this this tempest of yeah. investiture, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, with with this in mind, what is similar to that, right? So, well, we could either have like a fraction of mm-hmm. of one shards or two shards of investiture being shifted from one realm to another. I think that would that would be similar. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> well, and, but we we do know something that happened in the Threadite system. Yeah, exactly. Which is that Odium dealt a grievous blow to Ambition, yes. but did not kill her there. She died somewhere else. Oh, and like her think... messenger like sp- sprayed across the system yeah. and mm-hmm. changed things. And okay. I think we know that ambition was splintered. I'm not sure, but I, I think she was. So, I don't think we know that. Yeah, yeah. All we and know is she was, died elsewhere. Yeah, but like if she was splintered, or maybe part of her got splintered, and that's what happened on Threnody because like um, Dominion and Devotion also got splintered, and that's what resulted because Odium didn't know what he was doing. That resulted in them be, being st- or getting pushed into the cognitive realm. No, Odium so, did that yeah. intentionally. Yeah. So oh, he right, he right. didn't know he he knew he wanted to splinter the power so it mm-hmm. becomes inaccessible to to anyone else. Uh mm-hmm. but he was not yet experienced in that and so like his his solution at the moment was well I'm just going to shove it all in the cognitive and then nobody's going to be able to take it. Mm-hmm. That he knew how to do 
And and he, he knew that that's exactly what he was doing. It's the end goal of I want to make sure that nobody picks up this power that he was not yet fully knowledgeable in. There's another weird thing in the Threnodite system, which is the planet named Purity, which sounds an awful like lot like a shard. <laughs> yeah, you know what Purity is? A physical anomaly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it is also unlike any of the other planets' names. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, there's a pattern. It does not match. Yeah, which, as you know, listeners, I do not like. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a theory. Okay, it's not a real theory. I'm just saying words. Okay, Odium went after him. So we know that the timeline of events. Uh, he goes after ambition, doesn't find her. Goes after uh, devotion and dominion. Finds them, does its thing, and mm-hmm. and then goes back to ambition. He goes there the second time, finds Ambition, cuts off her arm, and shoves it into the physical realm. And that becomes purity? Or influences purity in a, in a way more significant than, um, uh, than Threnody, where we know there are unstable perpendicularities and things like that. I have an idea. What yes. if somewhere else in the Threnodite system, he kind of did something similar where investiture gets shoved into the cognitive realm and then there's like investiture wind currents or whatever that because it's a giant tempest push out away from the initial spot and end up affecting things on other planets nearby huh if if it happened in space like in the middle of the system that would fit because in the cognitive that space is all compressed and yeah that, it's the way it ended up on Trinity. Like, well, I mean, work, yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, their their battle affected all three realms, so yeah. yeah so okay. I don't see so, any issue with like that combat between shards affecting an entire system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's try a different angle. Let's let's obtuse. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Let's go with it. <laughs> It's certainly I'm not sold. the right angle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let, let's go. Let's go from from Odium's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So from his perspective, what's happening is goes after ambition, doesn't find her. Goes after devotion and dominion, finds them. Goes okay. I now have. I, I figured out a way to destroy the vessels and do something with the power so that it becomes inaccessible to other people. And that something is, well, kill the vessels. Um, I don't really know if we can say which realm he killed them in. Yeah, Um, hard to say. And so he either lured the vessels into the cognitive and killed them there and then just kind of dragged their power into the cognitive, or he killed them into the spiritual and then shoved uh, the investiture into the cognitive, or maybe he tricked them to pull their own investiture into the cognitive and then he killed them and then that investiture got trapped there. But regardless, we know what the end effect is. And then he goes uh, after ambition. We put a pause on that. He does something there. And then he goes to Roshar. And we know that one of the effects of him visiting Roshar is the splintering of Odium. Uh, other. <laughs> <laughs> the broken one. Spoilers. Spoilers. The one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've read Stormlight. The 10. broken one reigns. <laughs> <laughs> um, he splinters other, 
And I, it, it is very safe to assume that Odium has been learning all this time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he goes from, I'm destroying shards by shoving their investiture into the cognitive to I am destroying shards by splintering them and dispersing their investiture. So it all, so like all the different splinters, all the different pieces of that shard form their own consciousness. And then like nobody can ascend because they're all individual human beings and you will have to be like Kaladin and eat all the other sprint. <laughs> yep, that's, yep, yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of Oathbringer, we see him learn another lesson. He decides that this is not enough. He needs to completely demolish the planet and any investiture that is there. And so is, the, is that there's a said? step. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he says that it's not enough to splinter honor and... Well, he just says to deal with the splinters of honor. I don't think he said destroy the planet. That's not what he said. Um, he just said he would transform this realm substantially. That's, that's different. Okay, perhaps. I mean, transform into <laughs> not a planet. Okay, is fair, fine. possible, but fine. I don't, I don't have evidence to back this up right now. But it sounds to me like his takeaway from his experience with honor is that he can't leave little bits of investiture. Uh, like he needs to essentially grind the shard into dust, and so. The only step that we know of missing in his plan from Cell to Roshar is his experience with Ambition. Right. And so I think whatever he did with Ambition needs to be something that's, it's not identical to what happened to Cell. It's not identical to what happened on Roshar, but it needs to be something that he goes, okay, I did this thing with Ambition. Now I'm going after Honor and Cultivation. How did I learn from my experience with ambition so that I can turn honor into, into little pieces. That's interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think one possible takeaway of this is what if I, what if I rip ambition into like big pieces, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that I subscribe to that idea that I believe it in, but I'm using it to illustrate a point. And so yeah. with, uh, with devotion and dominion, he, pulled the entire body or bodies of the shards into the cognitive with honor he split them into like little pieces what if with ambition he like ripped the arms and the legs and the head of the shard and and either threw some of them into the cognitive or maybe into the physical or like he dispersed them between the realms so he left like a leg and an arm in the spiritual and then the head and the other leg in the cognitive and then i don't know what's left but that goes into the physical i also don't know anything about the physiology of um the shodel so i don't know how much because ambition was shodel yeah yeah well i don't have anything to add but i like the idea of that progression of what odium Mm, was thinking about and so i definitely have to think about that yeah that's interesting i guess i had just been picturing what happened in the Dwenadite system more as like blood spatter <laughs> more than like mm-hmm. an arm being ripped off. Well, but, I, yeah. Yeah, that's so that's a good point it, too. But it's weird. But yeah. it was the killing blow or, or like uh, not the killing blow but the 
immortal blow yeah to ambition that so it was kind of a big deal so yeah yeah i just want to know more about what sodium's <laughs> doing oh so cool mm-hmm. how about we progress potentially deeper in the weeds with this next <laughs> yeah oh i think boy. this podcast is going to be called the weeds because <laughs> we've definitely gotten really in depth yeah. on the weeds here like a lot this next questioner asks you have mentioned that the shards they did not make an oath to have only one per planet although the suggestion was made have any of the shards made an oath that has bound themselves expecting the others to follow suit brandon yes oaths have been made that have been unwise oaths. you have seen one of these the oath between ruin and preservation but that's not the only example of oaths being used in ways that bind the shards in ways they weren't expecting. So this comes out of uh, our discussion when we learned about the pact uh, mm. and how it, a suggestion was made, but not oaths. <laughs> and uh, a few panelists thought that potentially some of them may have made oaths for this. So. Mm. I'm going to go with yes on that. And Brandon's just yeah. using yeah. concrete examples that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Brandon doesn't quite answer the question that no. was asked. Yeah. But it's definitely an interesting answer regardless. Yes. Also, I, I think another example is a variety of oaths that maybe Honor and Odium did because Odium yeah. definitely has not expected everything that has occurred. And he had, as Honor said, Odium has lost before, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's probably, we're going to learn about those mistakes that Odium made, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. These, these are examples of that, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with that. Maybe a few shards did make yeah. an oath on that pact. Mm-hmm. The binding of Odium feels very pacty. Mm-hmm. Very oh, oaty. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of suspect Divinia, uh, Dominion and Devotion probably made some oaths to each other. KO. <laughs> but if you, actually, if you say that the binding of Odium feels like an oath to you, like an oath between uh, who made the oath? Was it just honor? Or because Odium wouldn't swear that he would like brace? That's like he was bound there. Uh, I mean, I do you just mean that? Like I, the same I think principles of an oath. So, I think it would be incredibly difficult for honor or even honor and cultivation to bind Odium against his will on either Braze or Rokshar because I think it's still unclear where he's bound. Right. Yeah. I think some of this has to involve some kind of deal, some kind of negotiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably between other, because he's the he's the, the the bondage guy in Odium. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. Could be something as simple as Honor convinced Odium to stay in the system until things were dealt with between them and or uh, between like the three of them. Right. And Odium right. just figured he could finish them off quickly and mm. didn't care about making that yeah, oath. It's like a yeah, trick. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily thinking. I'm not necessarily thinking that this is like honor convincing Odium to mm. like send himself to prison. 
but it's some kind of a deal that escalated or de-escalated. Didn't work out worse. the way they expected. Yeah. 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 Sort of, yeah. yeah. Sort of like preservation ruin where ruin, or they, uh, preservation said ruin would eventually get to um, fulfill his goals, but yeah. I don't think may, other not, not had, to that extent. I don't think honor had yeah. trickery in mind. I yeah, think no, I think no. honor would have offered and made an honest deal and yeah. just because humans are involved or mortals are involved, uh, yeah. things got hairy. Yeah, it's things aren't resolving as fast as Odium thought yeah. they would. Like he yeah. he probably like entered this deal thinking like, mm. okay, like I'll be stuck here for like five hundred years, like no big deal. And now it's sure. like. Okay, I've been here for six thousand years. Keep the <laughs> desolations keep occurring, keep occurring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you say honor would have made an honest deal, but would cultivation have mm, if she was yeah. involved? Mm. But honor gets to release odium, not cultivation. That is true. So like, and we know that gets to do that. I, yep. I have to imagine cultivation had some input on whatever the terms of the deal were. I imagine they crafted it together, but yeah. honor did yeah. the actual binding. Like, uh, cultivation is the one who is better at future side of the two. Ah, that's, so, true. Like, yeah. that's true. So she may have been more of an advisor type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, let's move on to wob number five, I think. Oh, five in an hour sounds good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's, it's seven. This is oh boy. Oh, yeah. oh boy, page Amazing. three of 14. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to have five episodes. <clears throat> anyway. Hey, hey, hey. No, no. On the rails. On the rails, Eric. And in the weeds. And in the, on the rails. <laughs> Who invited this guy? Um, <laughs> Pod, my top nth favorite person in the world. Uh, asks, you've said that you would call Surge Binding, Void Binding, and Fabrials the three magics on Roshar. Would it be more accurate to say that Surge Binding followed and emulated Fabrials and or the possibility of Fabrials? Or vice versa. Vice versa, says Brandon. Fabrials are generally Surge Binders first, Fabrials second. So you couldn't have done Fabrios when it was just Adonalsium, uh, asks Pod, and Brenda says, oh, before the shattering. Mm. <laughs> uh, Pod continues, would the Spren have still been able to do surges then? And Brenda says, I would say no. No, Adonalsium probably would not have let that happen. You could theoretically do it if Adonalsium allowed it. Um, Pod says he had boundaries against it. Brandon, yes. So I would say no. Wow, this oh. is crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff going on here. Aiden Nelsium would not allow the Spren to do surge, surgy things. Wow, surges are dangerous, man. Destroy the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there is another wob. Uh, that talks about Adenalsium and like the way he or they perceived the reality and so that's how reality was. So there was another word of Brandon that was really relevant to this uh, that actually happened at a random high school signing. We have we have a few 
Brandon was out of high school, and a few people asked questions. That, that, that is what happened. It was after the release, but it wasn't a real signing. Anyway, we have a few things yeah. from it. Okay. This one was by Pod again. They asked, you said at the Starsight release that adenosium was intentionally preventing the spread from accessing surges through fabrioles and such pre-shattering. Was this a passive or active effect? And Brandon responded, it was kind of both. The way Adenosium worked was just that the way he saw the world was the way the world worked. He didn't want the Spren to be able to do that, so they couldn't. Pod, so did Adenosium want to die? Brandon, uh, non-committal noises. Uh, and, and it does give credibility to that theory. The, the idea that the way he saw the world was the way it was. Mm-hmm. Well, that's footnote. Yes, uh, footnote. I don't know how to describe the face. It definitely wasn't confirmation, but it looked incriminating to me. <laughs> uh, so these two obviously go go together. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they do. They do. So, like, this is a very fascinating oh. wob because we know perception matters in the Cosmere. Oh, like how you true. view the magic affects how the magic works for you when you are essentially god your perception affects everything so my kind of key takeaway from both of these was if you are a shard the things that you can do and the things that other beings can do using your own power are defined and limited by what your power is which in turn is defined and limited to by what you think your power is. Now, what you think your power is might be an absolute truth in the sense that, well, if you're preservation, then even if you think your power can ruin, it probably can't. But if you are kind of limiting your own power in some way, if you are preservation and you're thinking that your power can only preserve instead of create, which is an incorrect example. We know that preservation can't create. Uh, but if you're in, in that example, then in theory, people who are using your power can do more, but like you're, you're pushing them down because you don't think your power can do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think this translates to adenalsium directly in this thing. Mm-hmm. Because adenalsium didn't think, didn't believe, that spren can be used in machinery to create fabrios to access the surges i don't even know if there were surges well that's another good question yeah yeah um per se at that point if you didn't think those things were possible then it's not necessarily that you are stopping the spren from doing this it's just that you don't think that's how the world works, and that is not how the world works. This reminds me of something we've talked about before, which is that before honor splintering, listeners, singers could not become radiance. And we yeah. talked about why before. This makes me wonder, is it just that honor didn't believe it was possible? So it that's couldn't a happen. really good point. Oh, yeah. Hmm. It's nice when things click together. <laughs> yeah. This oh. is this is a much better uh, thing than we, what we had before. We we're just like well, we're talking about avatars. We don't know what's going on. Whereas, like this is like, huh, I think we're 
sort of kind of understanding something. <laughs> Galaxy brain going on here. Galaxy brain. <laughs> but what I find interesting about the question and or like the, the thing in general is that modern fabrials at least, they work by luring a spren and then trapping it and then sort of abusing it for the effect. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Would you still have been able to do that? Under Agenels, like you would have been able to do it in and trap it, but it just mm. wouldn't have wouldn't have had an effect, or you couldn't do it at all. Like because we know Spren were there, and they presumably already came into the physical sometimes. But like, mm. yeah, that's a very interesting question because without looking at Brandon's answer here, I would have said this would have definitely been possible, but a there would have been far fewer sprint. Yep. And so the things you could accomplish would have been far fewer. Uh, and two, because the spren back then were kind were were quote unquote Adenalsium Spren. Sure. They would have been far less specialized, far more generalized in what they are of and what they do and what they can do. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I would have assumed that. If pre-shattering fabrioles were possible, then they would have been able to like do anything. You have the power of creation at yeah. your disposal, right? As opposed to the power of honor or the power of cultivation, which is okay. manifested by by uh, like through the ten surges. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, with Brandon's answer in this, uh, I mean, obviously, I have to lean towards you. Just couldn't have done that. Like maybe you could trap a spren. Uh, but it just like the sprint itself wouldn't be able to manifest these effects. I I think you have to be able to trap a sprint because that's how singers' forms oh. function. You lure the sprint in with your like you have the right emotion, and the sprint enters your gem heart. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, fair. Although we're getting into the weeds, uh, where <laughs> we're like, well, when. How did the singers look before honor and cultivation and things like that? It's like, well, uh, how did that work? How did forms work when Adenalsium existed? And See, if we had if we had only stayed on the rails, we would have never gone into the weeds. We we started on the weeds. <laughs> we started on the weeds. So that is so interesting. I really like the idea that Honor didn't allow Radiance because he didn't perceive that they could happen. Mm -hmm. And so they couldn't. And so they couldn't. I, I, like I know there are some people in the fandom that really do not like the idea that perception affects things. But, but we know it does. <laughs> but it does. And, and connecting it to shards helps me like that more. Mm -hmm. You know? And it also does tie into like the shards' limitations based mm -hmm. on their intent. Mm -hmm. It's like that in their intent is affecting their perception. Well, not only that, but also the fact that shards were once mortal and they belonged to mortal races. And so, like in in some distant way, in like a very fundamental way, I wonder if Tanavast was. I don't want to say racist, but <laughs> but, but he was you're human. Say that. Well, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that. He's pro-human. Well, he is, he he was human 
to begin with. And so it's very possible that his entire understanding of the universe is human-centric. It's not that he dislikes or disrespects or whatever the singers. It's just that to him, they are a foreign species. I think that's very interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the fact that they were once mortal is going to like affect their um, perception in a way that likely didn't matter to Adenalsium. Right. Presumably. 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 Mm -hmm. That everything is going to be filtered to the fact that they were one, they were once mortal. Mm -hmm. And so like, even though they have these fantastical powers now, they, they don't think they can go as far as they probably could. Mm-hmm. They're unintentionally yeah. limiting themselves because, yeah, because the human and, mind and was the, not designed to do what it is doing. <laughs> yeah, and and by extension, they're also limiting others who mm-hmm. access their powers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I'm really digging this. This is sweet. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the question asks: Has anyone, shot or otherwise, tried to leave the Cosmere? Uh, Cosmere, and will we see that on screen? And Brendan answered, so far, yes. And I th- uh, he think, uh, thinks, yes, it's likely that we will see somebody or some shot do that on screen. Which is... Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> short who wants to hide and survive. <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> um, I did not expect that answer. Because every time Brandon has been asked about the Cosmere and like the limits of the Cosmere, to him, like, yes, he said it's a it's a galaxy and then a dwarf galaxy and then a star cluster. Mm-hmm. But like he's always completely ignored the fact that there that there is more to the universe mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of that. Like he's I'm writing a story about the Cosmere, we're staying in the Cosmere, this is the universe for all intents so, and purposes, even though it's not a full universe. Yeah. The interesting yeah. thing is tried to yeah. leave the Cosmere. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was about to say. So that implies they probably didn't succeed. Mm, maybe. How the fact that they couldn't leave if they wanted to is very interesting. Because we know investiture is tied to location. That's true. Perhaps like all investiture is tied to this Ooh. star cluster. I So I really don't want to speculate because I don't think it will bear any fruit because I don't think Brandon <laughs> will ever explore anything beyond the Cosmere. Well, uh, if we're going to see somebody trying to leave, <laughs> God damn it, Eric! God storming, damn it! You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I have a question. Do you, do we think Brandon is interpreting this question to mean Cosmere the universe or Cosmere the star cluster, where the action is occurring? The star cluster where the action is occurring. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm also with the former. Like, what would be the other thing? Would it be the shot try to go to the beyond? Like, I don't know. That that's 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 what I'm thinking about. Like, exactly. That is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. If if we think in metaphysical instead of physical Mm. way, then Mm -hmm. then yeah, sure. Like, what does what does it what is the cosmere? What does it mean to leave the cosmere? Yeah. And, what are even questions? And uh, the questioner asked, tried to leave. Yeah. Brandon said, yes. It could mean try and succeeded. I think it failed. I, I think mm-hmm. that's possible. That seems reasonable. Yeah. I just, I, I just think if like 
if they did, did succeed, it would be, it wouldn't just be, it's likely you'll see it. It's like, yeah. that would be important enough that it's like, you would definitely see it. Uh, maybe the shot can be shifty. Maybe the shot also thought that, uh, thought that outside of the cosmic was just boring and came back. And like, <laughs> I left. <laughs> it, it sucked. I'm back. There is literally nothing out there. Yeah. I'm so guilty for leaving. I need to come back and help fight Odium. Hiding is just not yeah. worth it. This is I, wasn't I like my the, choice. I like the idea that the shard who wants to hide and survive tried to left, but the investiture was like tied to the mm-hmm. system and or whatever it was and couldn't. I think that See. is a reasonable theory. Yeah. I could see that. I don't think I can see Brandon writing that. Or like well, even world building that. Well, there's two pieces, right? There's the piece of a historical piece where a shard tried to leave. Mm-hmm. And then will we see such a thing on screen? And so like there could be something at the end of Mistborn 4 where Harmony's like, I'm out or something. Like we, we could see something like that on screen way later and that th- another shard tried to leave, failed or whatever, right? Like those could be two different things. That is where the oh, it is yours quote comes from because uh, Harmony's just so fed up with the Cosmo he leaves and like leaves it to them. <laughs> Um, and, and it also it does say anyone so it doesn't have to be it could also be like oh, some random oh shoot it says just, shard or otherwise yeah oh that's a really important thing some random world topper walking oh, to the shoot. edge of the cosmere to see what's there the shard or mm-hmm. otherwise means that everything that we just talked about doesn't matter at all i mean i i still like that idea but it's not necessarily the i think it would be very difficult for anyone who's not a shard to try to leave well, I mean, um, you, you can try at least and just be until really space age. You can try and be bad at it. Yeah, yeah, you could. It's like Kelsey I, tried to leave Skadrial, <laughs> but it didn't I work. Feel like they're you know random silver late scholar who wants to map the Cosmere gets to the edges and is like, hmm, I wonder what's even further out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It's just waterfalls going down yeah yeah yeah. it's the edge of the universe yeah, yeah like but the, the, the cosmos flat yeah because <laughs> like at a certain point it's like you would get to like the void between galaxies and where there's nothing and so you would be going really really far and with every step interesting to think about but and brandon doesn't want to talk about and it. like what does yep. it mean for the shard the ftl and things like that like oh man my brain hurts yeah the, the the only the only thing that really throws a wrench in all of this is FTL, yeah. because with shards you can say yeah the investiture is tying them down. With the cognitive realm you can do like some twisty thing where you always end up back in the cosmere. But with FTL it's just like we're booking it. But maybe the <laughs> FTL if they're using allomancy in some way it's tied to the investiture, so mm. it still can't leave or some crap. Mm. I mean, you maybe you can lose from preservation. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe that's the end of the Cosmere last scene it's like a group using FTL to just like ride off into the sunset and leave the whole Cosmere behind <laughs> and Those then their b- ship breaks up and apart because it's too far from preservation Easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah it doesn't work rip and then they all die and then it's just the end it's the end of the Cosmere they're all credits I was Roll trying to credits. leave it on a positive note but okay no no nope
See, I was I was gonna say that in the spiritual realm, it doesn't matter like where and when you are, but once you leave the Cosmere, is the spiritual realm able to thing? Well, that's that's exactly the thing, right? <laughs> like the the physical planets where the planets are located is different from what the Cosmere is, because the spiritual realm is all locations. Yeah, like, but is it all all locations or <laughs> oh, <God>. or all <laughs> Cosmere locations or all Cosmere locations? You know, maybe this wall just refers to a fourth wall break where Hoy like tries to climb out of the pages. <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody is having this conversation in Cosmere, and no, it's just like, nope, I'm out. I'm out. I, like, hops through the page. Odium's dead. I'm, I'm out. Um, I'm writing Hoid, the. Hoid. Na- I'm writing Dragon Steel. It just says by Hoyd. <laughs> Hoyd world hops into the Reconverse. Oh no! Nope! 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 Next question, and I think this will be our last question for this episode. I think what we'll do is, because I actually have a bit of spare time. We don't have to do a large episode. We'll do two smaller episodes, and you'll get the next one next week. How nice. That sounds nice and lovely. Slowsift asks, so all of the vessels of the shards were, if not mortal, at least physical beings at some point, right? Brandon, yes. Are there any living descendants of any of them still in the Cosmere? Brandon? Yes. Sweet. Hot take. Do we think a descendant of a shard is an would avatar? be better for becoming an avatar? <laughs> would they be more compatible? Would, well, I mean, I if mean, you're making a being, would you call that a descendant? I don't know i wouldn't i don't know if what compatibility is, is a factor in avatars we don't know let's interpret this to be that presumably some vessels mm-hmm. had children i think that's probably mm-hmm. a safe bet yeah yeah uh and that the descendants of those kids could still be alive because yes. with that that's probably the narrow reasonable reading for this yeah and they're hanging out with the lord ruler's kids (laughs) yeah 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 easy (laughs) easy easy yeah well the lord ruler's all the neglected kids oh yeah yeah yeah. lutha is just uh, another (laughs) shard vessel it makes sense and they then meet up with the um dead dads from the uh, non-Cosmere stories. Yeah. <laughs> right from, yeah, from non-Cosmere dead dads and Cosmere And then dead they try moms. and leave the Cosmere. And they have happy families together. Yeah. That's, and all uh, of them are unnamed. To be honest, just a dating <laughs> platform for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like uh, it. Uh, I imagine, these. I think these kids are probably on Yolen, right? Nowhere. That seems reasonable if yeah. Yolen is not destroyed. Yeah. Well, at least were. Mm-hmm. True. It, uh, yeah. We know that world hopping was not very common pre-shattering, yeah. uh, but it was possible. Maybe after and shattering. Post, yeah, post-shattering, like immediately after shattering. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been a something, some, like honor and cultivation could have had kids and like they could have lifted yeah. their, th- those kids with them to Roshar if they yeah. wanted to, for example. Oh. Or Ashen, I guess. I was, okay, I was kids, we're going on a road trip. You're gods now. Come with us. Come with what I was imagining, like a kid coming home being like, where did mommy and daddy go? I made you a new world, a better world. One I like more. 
And one of them is an edgy teenager and he tried to leave the Cosmere. Like, honor and cultivation moved to Roshar to get away from their kids. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine that there are a few shards on Yolan that never left, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any evidence to base to base that other than that we still have a lot of shards that we haven't seen yet. So, no. you know, don't know when we're going to get books about them. I think it's reasonable to assume that at least one stayed. Like, it seems hard to believe. It seems to me hard to believe that all of them just did their business on Yolan and just like... Unless the planet broke or something. I don't know, but yeah, like, yeah, Chris but, knows of it, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now I just want to see one of um, Edgley's descendants trying to go through Nalthus customs and just like my great 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 grandmother is the goddess here she runs this place yeah that looks like who are you spoiled like spoiled rich kid just like yo yeah no mom I'm leaving old the Nathian custom agents are ruthless ruthless so friends we hope you enjoyed this episode of getting way too deep in the weeds and oh my goodness we got through five pages of these Mm -hmm. so that's great news so let's quickly do who's that cosmere character our next episode will be one week from the posting of this one uh not two weeks so don't you worry uh because I don't want to edit a giant three-hour podcast, so we'll do two shorter ones. Easy. This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tia. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. It's time for <laughs> Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. Uh, this, this first one was sent in by Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello. If you are okay. the Brian with whom I went to college with, and he was my best friend in college. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I'm, now, I'm now famous in this tiny community. All right. Clue one. This character interacts with animals. Is it Tong Fa? Yes, it is. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Marvin's just like, yo, I nice. knew I've been waiting so long to play this game, and I'm here to just nail it. I usually get them on, I don't get them, but this one, uh, like. I was thinking about the Rosharan uh, stable master <laughs> yeah. who. Uh, with Janala? The, with the uh, yeah, Janala. Yeah. But I couldn't oh, no, remember. Uh, no, it's not Janala. Jeanette. It's Janet. Yeah. Janet. Oh, excellent. Well, Tonkfa was yeah. one of Dent's crew in, uh, in Warbreaker. Nice. Yeah, the, the other clues were, uh, this character is involved in a rebellion. Oh, okay. This well, that narrows it down a lot. Yeah. This character is not from Roshar. This character is a sociopath. And this Brandon describes this character as a waste of flesh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yep. Brandon does say that, yeah. It is, it is true, yeah. Yep. Nice. Good, 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 good. good. It's like the meanest thing Brennan has ever said about anyone. <laughs> yeah, but they're fictional characters he wrote, so that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh, nice. you haven't seen him talk about me on signings. <laughs> Warning. Warning, Evgeny. Oh, they let you in here. All right, Grace. Okay. 
this one was sent in by uh, Colton X9. Oh, hey, oh. Colton. Yeah. Been a while. Hey. Hello. Another, another person who's been on this show once yes. because mm-hmm. we don't know Jack about magic. <laughs> Oh, yes, Magic the Gathering, not, yeah, yeah. Magic no, in general. No, the, the other Magic we know, like, as much as is possible to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clue one, this character is male. Demid. It is not Demid. Denth. It is not Denth. You guys gotta guess D names. <laughs> You're required to. Dalinar. It is not Dalinar. I have... This character can use an invested art. Wouldn't it be crazy if the next clue was this character's name starts with a D? Wouldn't that be the most crazy thing ever? I have have one more character where I also can show off bad pronunciation, uh, Demo. It's not Demo. Oh, that's good. It's not going to start with a D at all. No way. Yeah, everyone, everyone wants the D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, like now I'm trying to think of one that starts with a D. <laughs> Kelsier. It is not Kelsier. Okay, you ruined it, so now I can guess Raiden, who I... It is not Raiden. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to guess Doxon, but he doesn't have... Mm. And, he, so. and he was just guessed. guessed yeah. And Marvin already guessed him. Yeah. Oh, did it? Last round, yeah. yeah. Oh, last round, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... It, I've been deep in the weeds. Yes, you um, have. We all have. What's your excuse? Uh, can use an invested art is the mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Marsh. It is not Marsh. Clue three. This character is employed by the government. Is it Talon? It is not like, that person. Okay. A Talon. Like, yeah. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Where are you referring and, to? Uh, sorry, uh, I, uh, I messed up the name. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking, Tain? No, uh, another okay. Herald. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeoman? It is not Yeoman. Um, the blood sealer known as Weedfinger. It is Weedfinger. Whoa! Wow. Wow. Like, I figured you know right. for the weeds, we do a Weedfinger. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, nice. Clue four is uh, this character is in a long distance relationship. Mm. Clue five, this character oh, is from Cell. Nice. Very nice. Mm. By the way, I have another one with uh I have another one with D that would fit as this the first two clues Dryl, for instance. <laughs> yeah, Objection, Your Honor. Uh do oh. we know that he's in a long distance relationship or do we know if that girl is, is his sister? Because he sends letters. I thought they were romantic in nature. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm very like, I thought the implication was definitely that they were a relationship. It's well, heavily implied, at the very least. The comment well, says he had a lover, but that might also be just implied there. But yeah, no, I, uh, I it could be. Yeah. yeah, we don't know the um. I don't want to pronounce the name. Regardless, I got it before that yeah. point. So, <laughs> okay, uh, I do not retract my objection because there's no citation on the lover yeah. thing. Yeah, because in my head, it's always been that the person he's emailing is his sister. Yeah. <laughs> we also don't know uh, Samarian customs as far as incest is concerned. <laughs> 
They subscribe to the Lannister School of Thought. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, great, guys. Uh, thanks for coming to this episode. Uh, you can follow us on 17chart.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. You can join us on Discord and chat us up. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can support us on Patreon. You can leave us a review on iTunes. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Rock on. Bye. Bye.